You're listening to Super Manager, the podcast for people who manage people and business with ideas, trends, and expert interviews to help you be a super manager. We were doing a podcast, gosh, it was a while ago. It was on reducing stress in the workplace. And we're talking about stress and how it can be a real distraction. And I think it was Tara Greger brought up presenteeism. And I had not heard of that before. And she said, well, as opposed to absenteeism, where the person's not there at all with presenteeism, you're physically there, but you're not mentally or emotionally there. And I thought, that's a great term. That happens often. And she was talking about how expensive that is for businesses where employees are present but not. So this week's topic, and ironically without Tara being here, is going to be on presenteeism. And I have got my team of super friends with me today. We have... Vicki Wars, Wars Consulting, Human Resources Support for Small to Mid-Sized Businesses. Joel Emery with Ignite Strategies. I serve as a sales systems architect for small and mid-sized businesses. Kim Baker with Vivid Performance Group. Organizations hire us to help them align and synergize their human capital, culture, and organizational agility. And Maggie Peterson with C6 Solutions. I work with human resource organizations on copy and content marketing. And I am Samantha Nays with CN Video. We do corporate video production presenteeism just you've heard the term FaceTime that people need to go into work Mm -hmm. just to be seen just to go in so the boss knows you're there and you get your hours in you're really not wanting to be there but you know if I don't do this kind of politically correct that I need to have look look busy and (laughs) right have you ever done FaceTime of course (laughs) who hasn't we were talking earlier about doing that at networking events where people in business go to networking events and you show up for the event, but you're on your cell phone the whole time and you're not really... You're you know, not really present at the event, yeah. so are you really gaining anything from being there? Right. Well, some of that could very well be a way to, okay, I'm here. I really don't want to be here. I don't want to talk to people. And they're hoping somebody will come up and interrupt them and maybe start talking to them. It's, it's a way of oh, hiding. Oh, more of a nervousness? Yeah, it's a way of hiding. It's, a, it's an avoidance mechanism. I see it as more of kind of a stress or an overwhelming thing. Like you've got too many things to do. And so I find if I'm having a conversation with someone and they seem to be just going, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, uh uh-huh, they're not really there. It's because Mm -hmm. they have other things on their mind Mm -hmm. or they're stressed out about something or there's some reason why they can't seem to focus on the here and now and what's happening right in front of them. Well, presenteeism, I think, is just a symptom of a lot of things (laughs) that people are not happy in their work. They're there because they need their job, but they're just there, and they're not being challenged. We have to have a better, uh, much better approach to hiring people, placement, because when we're forcing people into jobs they really have no interest in, or it's a situation where people may have personal things that are going on that's all their I think that's I think that's more it than anything else now I may take a different approach to this but in looking up and preparing for this I'm seeing presenteeism is more related to being at work when you're sick exactly and it can be the cold or flu since we're in that season but it can also be depression allergies and that the disengagement for other reasons is something different than presenteeism presenteeism is being at work sick when you really should stay home and sick if it's emotional or allergies or something like that that's one thing but first of all if you're sick with the cold or the flu just stay home for so many reasons. If you're not going to be present, if you're not going to accomplish what you need to accomplish, and you're just going to get everybody else sick, 
then by all means, don't don't come into the office. Now, there's but some but how often that, can that be very difficult as well? Yeah, there's mm -hmm. some workplaces where you can't win either way. Right. Uh, I mean, if right. you don't go in when you're sick, then, well, he's sick all the time. Wait, why is he He's here? such a wuss. I'm yeah. sure he's not really sick. I, when I have a cold, I come in no matter what. You know, you get Sucking that. Uh, you know, but then if you do come in and you're hacking and coughing, why is he here? He shouldn't be here. Well, yeah. Or you've got the young single parents who work an hourly job mm -hmm. and they're desperate for the money. They don't feel that they can afford to take the day off to heal their body because they've got to put food on the table. Well, not necessarily take the day off, but if you have some kind of work from home program, I mean, we have laptops here and if somebody is coughing and sneezing, I'm like, ugh, can you do what you need to do You know, at home yeah. from the laptop? You need yeah, to come but, in but, here. But all, yeah. some of that's office environment, but then there's also, you know, say the person who works at the cashier at PetSmart. You know, that's yeah, not, they, not an option for yeah. them. You know, they, that. And that's even worse because think of all the people that you're, that you're getting sick. So it's interesting because when you look at this, you know, how do you define presenteeism? Well, I think we really have. Right. It really is working when you're sick or you don't feel well. Well, what causes that? So it can be your environment, you know, the culture. It could be the type of work you do. Healthcare workers, teachers known mm -hmm. to work when they're ill because is there a sub for me? For a physician, if I cancel and don't come in today, now they've got to cancel all the patients. That's an impact to the patients. And then we say, well, what's the impact of this? A lot of it's productivity. You know, the data yeah. tells yeah. us presenteeism is actually more costly to an organization than absenteeism. Because yeah, working, you know, like too. depression, you know, yeah. it's amazing the data on depression. And I think we wouldn't necessarily know that unless we started looking at the data. So then we say, how do we fix this? And part of it, it's really fascinating when you look at the healthcare cost associated with presenteeism versus not. Employers actually spend more money for diseases related to presenteeism, like allergies and migraines, um, depression. Right, all of that, than they do on actually sick care for people who stay home. So what, what are we talking about? Trying to really utilize the employee assistance programs? I do human resources consulting, and I walk mm -hmm. into various organizations, and an employee may have an issue, and, so, and I will suggest, have you tried your employee assistance program? What's that? Mm -hmm. It's something an employer pays for in their benefits package, yet they don't really let the employees know it's there for them. It's not promoted. The employees That's don't correct. know there's a resource available to help and them. And actually, the employers, it's something they pay for, and they don't really understand it, know about it, and they don't utilize it. And sometimes for some of these issues, and depression is a classic example, mm -hmm. there's still a stigma associated mm -hmm. with it. If you so say many you're people have fight, it, though. And you're yes. fighting depression. What do other people think? Now, I can attest to the fact that the Employee Assistance Program actually works when I went through a divorce several years ago, and this was 20 years ago, it was particularly rough and shocking, something that just happened one day. And I went into work and I talked to my supervisor and I said, listen, I just, I can't concentrate on work. I can't focus. I'm not getting anything done. Here's what's happened. I just, I need to take a little time off. To which she responded, that's your personal life. This is your job. Suck it up. You know, get back to your desk and get your job done. And you worry about that when you get home, when we're not paying for your time. And that's what I had to do. And it was very, you know, I just couldn't. It's not like yeah. someone can tell you to stop being stressed. Stop and, being human. Right, stop and, and focus right on now. your work. <laughs> and so I couldn't. And then actually someone did provide me with a brochure on the employee assistance program. 
and actually used the program and got back on track and managed to get through it that way. So that was extremely helpful. And I remember during that period, it wasn't just work. I was locking myself out of my apartment. I was locking my keys in my car. I even set a coffee cup on top of my car and drove away with, you know, things you don't normally do. You're just not Well, I mean, there. I should have, when my husband died, I, I should have used the employee assistance program. Just going through things. And they knew, of course, that I had lost my husband mm. and they dealt with me but no one said anything we have an employee assistance program mm -hmm. I just sat there and trying to do my work with tears in my eyes right. and mm. and everybody just gave me a wide berth but so here's know. a question I mean we're going into winter you've got seasonal affective disorder when we know more people mm -hmm. struggle with depression right we're going into the holiday season when we know that people are going to be more stressed yeah. How do you recognize when the people around you have something like that going on? You know what, what? Why I kind of chuckle when you say that because clearly it's not a <laughs> it's not a funny question. But I feel like it's presenteeism. If people around you are in the moment and with you and aware of what's going on, they'll notice it. But the problem is, if everybody's going through their own personal stress, and no, you can have a room full of people sitting and talking to each other with none of them really present, really noticing what's mm -hmm. going on with other people and really listening and paying attention. And part of it, too, is, I mean, this, this is when emotional intelligence comes in. I mean, higher emotionally intelligent people are going to pick up on that more. If people know you and they start to notice that you're not acting maybe the way you did in the past. You know, I think when you look at this long term, so millennials are now known as the therapy generation. Yep. One of our very large employers in town, when they built out their new offices in Chesterfield, have a cry room. Okay. So we're being much more comfortable. That's um, interesting. Yeah, isn't that? The Wall Street this weekend talked about how anxiety now can be a social influencer, people being very vulnerable. So what we see now is more and more, especially the millennials, and I don't know if we're going to see this in Gen Z, but people talking about, I'm depressed, I feel anxious. Yeah. So it's losing its stigma, actually, um, right, right. because it actually almost has a little cachet to it. But when you look at the data, the rates of depression are up when you look at the rates of suicide in yeah. teens. And yeah. if that doesn't stop... What I foresee is we're going to have more and more depressed people in yeah. the workforce. You know, the other part of presenteeism is that there's certain personality types that are more prone to this. Right. Looking at the workaholics, you know, there's a direct link. So um, I want to go back to this cry room. Yeah, yeah. So what, <laughs> is this just like a private? Is it, is it a bathroom or is it a no, private it's a cry office? Room. Or so the what? way I know about this is that my boyfriend is in tech and his client was the CTO of this company. Yeah. And said. Yep, it's time for me to retire. There's a cry room. <laughs> well, I, I will tell you. I, I, in my is it actually called that or is it called something <laughs> That's else? what he called it. My guess is it has a nicer name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but functional. So my understanding is kind of functionally it's the cry room. So I'm sure it's a room to de-stress. You know, and maybe what, what mindfulness room. Oh, I like that mindfulness room. I, so, I'm so what is it up. like? Tissues and a comfortable place to sit. Probably and meditation tape. Meditation. You know? A sink to put cold water on your face. To, yeah, I you don't know. know. Or, probably, you know. I would think maybe some nice. So think like if you're in a spa, probably some soft music, oh. soft lighting. But I don't know. I, I haven't just hang been out in there. It. <laughs> yeah, I mean the other extreme is like it's a rubber room or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Heads against the wall. <laughs> I have a child on the autism spectrum, and I know uh, he needs sometimes places to go that, yeah. to provide some sort of sensory respite sure. at, at points in time to sort of reset and get back to whatever it is that That's he needs to do. That's interesting, though. That's a slightly different context. 
I'm curious about, has it helped? Because you kind of gave some statistics about, mm -hmm. and I know it's not just cost to the company. Obviously, it's very expensive to have employees sitting in the seats. You're paying them. They're not getting things done. They're unable to concentrate. Things go wrong. But we talked about also in networking. You know, you lose connections. There's just so much that you lose through not being present in the moment, not being focused on what you're doing. Do these rooms help? Oh, that I have no idea. So these are just part of the whole, the larger topic of well-being, caring for the psycho, social, emotional, and physical needs of an employee, okay. right? So we've taken what was the healthcare focus, and now we're looking at the individual holistically, and that's one aspect of it. Yeah. So we're kind of talking about presenteeism from two different angles, both in terms mm -hmm. of whether when somebody's present, are they engaged in their work, right. uh, but then also, yeah. like, should they even be there as opposed to have called in sick? So they're two different things. I'm not really sure which. I think they're kind of similar, though, because it's just to varying degrees. There is, I'm not really here, I'm not really focused, I'm not really paying attention, which is a bad thing. And there is, it's better to have no one doing this than, you know, me at the wheel. Well, but you've also got another facet to this is, okay, if you're not plugged in and you're, you've got work that's being presented to you, what is the quality of that work? Right. What is, right. uh, how many customers has somebody lost when someone was just right. so unplugged that they couldn't respond to them, yet the employer said, well, you need to manage this. You need to suck it up and manage it. Well, either somebody doesn't respond as they're supposed to with a client, or maybe they go off on them that they've got their button pushed. So there's many, many aspects of yep. presenteeism that having a cry room, if you recognize it, all employees know it's there. The boss says, hey, before you engage with a client directly or dealing with something that is critical to the company's business, if you're not feeling plugged in, here's a couple of things you need right. to do. And meditation. maybe visit, maybe visit the cry room. Okay. Yeah, well, meditation, I think, can really right. help. I know sometimes when I'm feeling frazzled because I've got too many things on my mind and I can't focus. You stop, you do meditation for a few minutes, and then you can be much more productive. And you definitely make up that seven minutes mm -hmm. that you do in meditation and yeah. productivity after the fact. And I, I think this is going to become a really big problem. I mean, I'm seeing it already everywhere I go, and I think the problem is just getting bigger. Thanks for listening to Super Manager by CN Video Production. Visit our website at cn-video.com for additional episodes and lots of Super Manager resources. Or give us a call at 314-VIDEO-ME.